Chris Dacris. All right, good afternoon, and welcome in to Wise Guys Dacris here at 14372 West University Avenue. I'm Alan Waddell, and this is Inside Southeastern Baseball. Uh, with the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Bobby Barbier, the Lions opened up this past weekend at home. They opened the 2024 season, taking two out of three from Charleston State, dropped a tough one on Friday night, but then rebounded on Saturday and Sunday, uh, held the Texans to only two runs in the last two games, pitched, the ball, pitched it very well, scored enough offensively, uh, and kind of a weird weather weekend. We're going to talk about all that here on our program, and we'll get you ready for the schedule this week at Southeastern uh, you know, when the season starts in college baseball, you jump right into this thing, and you just got games rolling at you. And this week, Southeastern will be at South Alabama on Wednesday night, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday over in Birmingham, Alabama, to take on UAB. At this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Bobby Barbier. And, Bobby, thanks for being here. Congratulations on taking your opening series here at Southeastern. Appreciate it. It's, it's great to be here. So I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about, you know, I guess when you win a couple, it's a little more exciting. So we'll, we're going to take these <laughs> and enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of give you a, uh, an overview of what we're going to do here today. We're going to certainly kind of talk about, you know, overall the weekend, what Coach thought about, uh, how his team performed on the diamond. I know they've been, you know, getting ready for this moment for a long time. You know, you go back to fall practice and then uh, right here through the spring and now get out there and play somebody else. Lions take two out of three from Charlton. We're going to break down each game individually. We'll talk about some individual players as well, some individual performances uh, and then we're going to get you ready. We're going to talk about the scout reports for this week. South Alabama, UAB, that's going to be kind of our format all year long as we're going to be doing this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock right here at Wise Guys Daiquiri's. Well, Coach, you've had an opportunity now to kind of digest this weekend a little bit, uh, last night and then this morning. Uh, I'm not individually, I guess, say each specific game, but just overall, how do you feel like your team performed uh, this weekend against the Texans? Well, I thought the response was good. You know, we, we – um... That first one, we hadn't seen that uh, all August to now, you know, in, in practice and inter-squad games and our two fall games, we played really good defense and we, we threw enough strikes. So we, the response of, of playing so poorly on Friday and not letting it linger, because if you if you let that stuff linger, it, yeah. it, it can you've seen baseball teams and baseball players individually, they, it can be tough on them. So just just proud of the response, proud of the the. Um, you know, the, the courage to, to come out and, and, and let it go. And we came out on a tough day. You know, it came out the next day and the wind's blowing in 20 miles an hour. And it's 40 degrees and it's a tough day to play. And um, just proud of them for being ready to play after that tough opener. Yeah, I thought, you know, talk about the weather here for just a moment. You really almost got the full perspective, uh, you know, South Louisiana there in one weekend. Friday night, uh, it's not really cold, but it's 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 windy and it's and it's rainy. Just kind of a, a dreary night on Friday night. Then Saturday, uh, a dreary, windy, cold day. And then Sunday, it's a little chilly, but man, absolutely gorgeous weather here on Sunday. You really got all aspects. And kind of talking with you off the air, some things maybe a little skewed when you talk about the weather because you know I think uh, certainly it was. Uh, a good weekend to pitch. You know, this was not a great weekend to hit, you know, with all the wind and all the cold temperatures as well. Yeah, and we got to be able to win different ways. You Absolutely. know, I mean, we, we talked before last week. We kind of want to stand up, hit the ball in the park a little bit and, and doubles in the gap. And and it's hard to do that when it's the wind's blowing in and 15 miles an hour. So um, we ended up getting a couple of them out and, and, and still we're able to play our game a, a little bit. But we got we to gotta be able to win in different ways. And I thought our starting pitching on Saturday and Sunday – you know, it was exactly what, what we yeah. needed. They commanded the ball. They put them on the defensive. Um, we turned some double plays, um, which was really, really good to see again after a tough defensive day on Friday. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't think it's going to be that way every weekend. You know, I think our, we probably pitched it not as good as the number showed. I think we, we swung the bats a lot better than the number yeah. showed. Just the, in our in our game, the conditions matter so much. 
Yeah, and you got to just you know find a way to scratch a few uh, throughout. Like you know, you see Saturday, you shut those guys out. Anytime, I don't care what it lo- I don't care what the weather is uh, in college baseball, especially at this level and in, 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 uh, in, in this day and age. If you shut anybody out, you're doing something good. So a, a shutout performance there in game two uh, against Tarleton, but you're able to scratch some runs. And and I thought one thing that that was important about this weekend is I thought you started fast at every game. You know, you scored a run in the top. I mean, in, in the bottom half of the first in every game. That means the top of your order is getting things done. You're getting guys on on base and, and making things happen, especially early on. Getting off to good starts is, is certainly important. Yeah, and it puts pressure on the other team. You know, I think we, we talked about it, having, having scored a lot of one runs. We had a lot of guys on base. And when yeah. you have a lot of guys on base, it puts pressure on the other team, and um, especially when our staff is, is putting up some zeros. So it was uh, – it was it was nice to see that and like, like to cash in a little more, you know. I mean, we had some chances in, in both of those second two games, kind of put the game away um, a little sooner, and that that's going to be something down the road. I mean, because it affects how you use your bullpen, and you know, we in that first game it's two to nothing. If it's six nothing, maybe we don't have to go to love there and, and at the end of the game, and we have them for the next day, you know. So there's different things that that affects if we um, if we if we put the game away earlier. Yeah, you know what you're talking about there is. Uh, you know, we scored 11 runs this weekend. Every run we scored was a one run in that inning. So we scored right. in 11 different innings. And I know that's that just kind of shows you, I think, what maybe the potential of this offense could be is the fact you're putting pressure in a lot of different innings. But I think maybe a negative standpoint just from this weekend is we left some guys out there. There was certainly an opportunity to maybe bust some of these games open. Uh, and it didn't happen. But, hey, but you, you put yourself in those opportunities. Yeah, and it's just getting a big hit, you yeah. know. And, and you know, it, it, there's uh, – you can generalize it and say, hey, we got to score runners on base. But each one's individual. Sometimes a guy makes a really good pitch. Yeah. Sometimes we hit it hard. It's right at somebody. I think Ryan Brome, he had about six balls. He he struck with men on base, and it, I mean, just right at the guy. You know, and that happens sometimes. And and so we're more worried about the quality of that bat in that situation um, versus, you know, an overall, hey, we got to get him in. You know, I think exactly. stuff like that can be like strikeout. You know, if you – the more you talk about it, the more <laughs> the more it gets in their head a little bit. So it's um it's something that we'll just continue to work on, and and uh, if we keep putting those good at bats together, we'll be all right. Uh, you know, one thing is you know three games. Obviously, you got a you got some new pieces that are here. Uh, obviously, a lot of them are mostly new pieces for you. Some were with you a year ago at Northwestern, but uh, you know guys that you have inherited here, uh, some new transfers that came in. I felt like we played a lot of guys this weekend. I thought we saw a lot of guys with some uh, some situational bats. Uh, I saw a lot of arms out there. You didn't really want to take your starters too deep in the game. It looked like uh, kind of the game plan here for this weekend. But talk about that, you know, some of the depth and, and the ability to roll these guys out there early on and kind of figure out who these guys are going to be by the time we get to conference play. Yeah, one thing in, in college baseball, we don't get a lot of prep time in the spring, you know, so it's really yeah. – you're going off of things you see a lot in the fall. Um, and then, obviously, if somebody gets really hot in the early spring, you give them a shot. Um it, we, we decided we we're going to play some left-right matchups. Got a few guys banged up. You know, Justin Williams and Balen Swordson were, were both banged up and couldn't play this weekend. So those two guys would have been in there at some point. Um, it, it, so it, it allowed us to do that. It, it's neat to see how the game affects guys. Um, some guys, you know, when the moment comes, they they get a little bigger, and some guys don't like don't like the moment a whole lot. And and, and I thought we did a good job of of inviting that stuff. Uh, we played 14 position players, and pitching-wise, I don't. And maybe it's right or wrong. I don't know, but I don't. I don't ever back up guys in the in the first weekend. So I don't think we have enough time to prepare them to do that. Now, you know, a lot of the guys that you saw in relief, we'll chop up the game on Wednesday, and a lot of the guys you saw in relief, will throw again, and that'll be that'll be kind of their. Explain you know, what you mean by backup guys. Like so we'll chop so like the back end guys, so like bullpen guys. Yeah. So I don't 
backup guys, meaning I uh, I don't like go Friday, Sunday the first weekend. Understood. I just, they just get one outing. You know, I don't I don't like doing. I just don't think we have enough time to prepare for that. Those, those guys are showing up and they're having to to be ready to pitch, and it's just really difficult to do that. A lot of teams can do that, and they do. It's just something. This one of my beliefs on the pitching side of it that we may give something up. And, but we also may see a guy like Lake and Folk come in and close the game out, you yeah. know, and, and, and get three punch outs. I mean, that guy, I told the team after the game, that guy gave up seven runs his last out in inner squad, seven against our, our offense. And he came in and he poked his chest out and he was able to, to get the strike out there in a, in a, in a tough spot. He went through four, five, six in a lineup, you know, and that was, um, that was good to see. So I think there's a bunch of reason, but that's part of it is you get to see other guys and, and when they, you know, stepping up in situations and, and see who, who's ready for the battle. Yeah, one thing we talked about last week was, you know, and you said it on our program, you know, we don't really have a defined closer at this moment. And I was going to ask you that as a follow-up. You kind of brought it up there. You know, we saw two different guys in that role this weekend as Lance Love came in pitched the last inning, uh, and then also uh, Lake and Polk uh, both get a couple of saves um, in, in the opening weekend. But uh, is that just, like you said, you don't you didn't want, you didn't want to have guys multiple outings. So is that just kind of, hey, you, you like them in that role, and you put them in there at the, at the end, or does it just kind of work out that way? It kind of worked out that way. We we kind of had an idea that we wanted to go with Lance. Um, he was he's he's been really good this early spring, and and you know the right left matchups matter. You know, I mean, uh, Rodriguez came in was fantastic. When Jackson came in, he was unbelievable in getting us to Lance that game. And, yeah, and three and a third. To be honest, if if he's more stretched out there, I mean, the way he was pitching, I probably just let him try to finish right. the game. You know, and but he was at 48 pitches, and he had you know that was probably his max for this time of the year. So. It um, I think it'll be a little matchup oriented um, it would, as it comes to closing situations until we kind of get a little further down the road. But both of those guys came in, had a little traffic. We really executed a pickoff play with Lance. Yep. I mean, he did a really Absolutely. good yep. job, him and Jake, and executed that play to to kind of settle things down a little bit. And you know, Layton punches out the first two and gets the kind of the little bloop hit, and then kind of settles it back in to get the last guy. Well, we're just getting it started here. Southeastern takes two out of three against Charleston State this weekend here at home. They'll be back on the road this week as uh, Wednesday night they're going to be at South Alabama, and then the weekend they'll take on UAB over in Birmingham. Just getting it started right here at Wise Guys. Zachary's right here in Hammond. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have more. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Wise Guys Daiquiris is a proud location sponsor of the Bobby Barbier Radio Show. Now located at 14372 West University Avenue, Wise Guys Daiquiris offers a variety of daiquiris and beer, along with pizza and appetizers. Owned and operated by a Lion Baseball alum, you can also find Wise Guys Daiquiris serving up a selection at SLU home games at Pat Keneally Diamond at Alumni Field. Wise Guys Daiquiris, proud supporter of the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom. For helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student-athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. 
For everything about Southeastern Athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net. All right, welcome back. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball, here live at Wise Guys Daiquiri's with head coach Bobby Barbier. Southeastern wins two out of three this past weekend against Tarleton State, and we're going to you know, at this time of the show, we're going to kind of walk through each one. Let's talk about each game and some highs and some lows of each game as uh, Southeastern, again, opens their season on the right foot, taking two out of three. Anytime you go in a series, especially on opening weekend, against a good program, uh, a program out of the whack uh, that had a new new coach. I thought they uh, they played well uh, this weekend as well, came over here. They played well on Friday night, but Lions were able to bounce back and went on Saturday and Sunday. And let's talk about Friday, Coach, for just a moment. And, and let's start with the starting pitcher a little bit. I know that you said it right here on our show last week that Brennan Stubert will get the, the ball first for your team this year. Uh, talk about his outing uh, out the gate. And, and then, I guess, just overall thoughts on Friday night. I thought he was a little amped up. You know, and part of that is probably because he had an extra day of rest. We we had with the weather the weekend before, he had to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So um, I thought he was a little amped up. And um, he normally commands the ball a little better than he did. But I thought he, I thought he fought hard. You know, I mean, I thought – you know, pitch count got him. You know, I mean, we again, we don't want to stretch those guys out opening weekend, but I feel like if we if he was stretched out, he could have got us to the fifth with probably not his best stuff, which is what you need from a Friday night guy. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have it all the time. You know, you're not going to have have your best stuff, but he competed really hard, and um, and I'm proud of him for that. You know, and he'll run back out next Friday night. You know, we we trust we trust Brennan a ton. So, um, he, he you know, I, I think the. The game got away from us there, you know, in that one inning. They scored yeah. seven runs with two outs. <laughs> that yeah, two outs and a, Two outs and a man on second base. And uh, I think in a two-strike count. And they scored, ended up scoring seven runs, which is it's an anomaly, obviously. They only but scored it, 11 all weekend. They scored seven yeah, in one inning. You know? Yeah, and, it, and it, was, it, was, it was just almost too fast, you know, and just trying to get the guy, another guy ready. And um, I, it's part of me. I have to learn our guys a little more to when they're going to get tired. I thought Aiden threw the ball well at first, and then he got – just got tired, you know, and um, that, that's something that I need to learn from those guys to, to have those guys ready when it's time. And I thought Hayden Rob came in through the ball well, and Larson Fobb for his first outing, you know, in his career uh, was really good. He's he's a guy that has gotten so much better since August. I mean, he was in August. It, it wasn't wasn't even in the top 15 probably um, pitchers, you know, just watching them. And and he is just man, he's just every week just gotten better and better. And you can see he's going to be a be a big contributor for us. You mentioned uh, the word anomaly, and and I really thought this game, especially that inning, certainly played that way. You don't see usually a lot of misplays in the outfield. Right. And, and you know, I know that uh, you were talking all fall and, and then earlier in the spring, played really good defense and played good defense this weekend. Just in that one inning, we had we had some some misplays there in the outfield. Yeah, and I think you know, kind of we talked about how proud I was for them to to get it back together the next day. We yeah. got we got to learn that. When it's when it gets out of, I mean, baseball is a sport where it can jump on you a little bit, yeah, you know, and, and it and instead of inviting the ball to you um, and wanting to be the guy to make the play to get us out of it, you, you start kind of go, well, please, it's all right to hit it somewhere else this time, <laughs> you know, kind of one of those deals. But um, we got we got to do a better job in those moments of inviting that to us so we can, you know, and and, and to their credit, I mean, they put some really good swings on. I thought they did a really good job with Stoop. I mean, they. They battled them. Every every count was three two. They fouled yeah. off a bunch of ball pitches. I Man, I thought they you got to sometimes give the other team credit too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think a lot of, of our fan base was was really interested to see you know what lineup was going to run out there, uh, especially open at night, and you know how you would construct this thing and where people would hit in the order. 
I guess talk us through a little bit some of that and some of those decisions and uh, and how you felt it, it laid out this weekend. Well, I mean, I you know Parker Parker Coley has been kind of our guy since since we've been here. I mean, he's he's. Been I think good. our fans should be excited about him. No I mean, doubt, he's been good in every practice. He's been good and. And all the inner squads, and it was kind of it was kind of strange that and Stoop has been our guy on the mound, and those two guys had tough days, you know. So when you bet two of your better guys have tough days, it's gonna be tough to win. Um, I was proud of Parker for coming back the next day, got yeah, three knocks, sure. and and didn't let it let it sit on him too long. Um, but we we got a ton of trust in him and uh, Ryan Brom and, and the two hole. I mean, he gives you a good day about every time. I mean, I I think it's not um. It's not like super bat speed like Parker. You see, Parker's they're much different hitters. Parker's kind of a grip it and rip it kind of guy. Yeah. Ryan's a, a guy that's going to really use the middle of the field, going to make it tough, going to swing at strikes, going to do all those things. Um, and then Jake, you know, Jake's been steady in this league for a long time. You know, and he, he gives you the ability to, to switch hit and really helps there at the top of the lineup. Yeah. You know, it's now now a right-handed pitcher's I mean, got to face two lefties in the first three hitters, and a left-handed pitcher's got to face two righties in the first three hitters. You know, and us keeping the same group. I thought Shea was phenomenal this weekend. I don't even know what his average ended up being, but talking about a guy who fights with two strikes, you know, I thought those top five or six hitters all weekend did that. They all fought with two strikes, and they all they all made their pitchers work. And I thought I thought they I thought they executed pitches well. You know, I think if if you're I think a lot of weekends, if we make their pitches work like that and get in their bullpen, you're going to get some guys that will walk you and hit you a little bit, and they, they did a good job of not doing that. Um, you know, went with some older guys, and and, and they're the first gay. I mean, we we I think we're, we're junior or senior all the way across the board. Um, and that, that, you know, older guys have more at-bats under their belt, you know, and so early on we want to get the guys in there with more at-bats in the belt. We played some left-rights. That, that was kind of the thought process behind it is, is let's make it tough on them with some left-handed hitters. Um, the 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 right-hander starter on Friday and 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 play some older guys that have some at bats and you know can settle the game down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did see some other guys get in there as well. Peyton Woods, uh, he pinch hit it late in the game and mm -hmm. I think he had a double uh, yep. and and an opening night. I know that you really like him. He's a young player. Uh, we're gonna need to see him swing the bat a little bit. And you know, storyline here for for Southeastern. Uh, Rhett Rosevere gets in the bat there late in the game, and it's just unbelievable how, how this guy just always gets hit by the pitch. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's I mean, unreal. I mean, he, uh, he he really got hit twice in that in that at bat, uh, and he had a uh, 77, but that's his 77th career HBP. Uh, that breaks the school record here. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I, so I had our school record at Northwestern for a what long time. What was yours? Time. I don't remember the number. Was but... it 78? Because <laughs> 70 is a late's a lot. <laughs> I don't feel like it was that much. And actually, coached the guy that ended up breaking it. Um, but I remember coaching against Red, you know, and and going, guys, this this we need to get him out inside. That's how you get Red out. You throw the ball in. That's why he gets hit a lot. But we're not going to throw it in there because you're going to hit him. So we're going to throw it outside. And I mean, it's twice a game. You know, it's like just throw it outside, and then but he's got a magnet, obviously. I mean, it, it is it is crazy, uh, for sure. So the Lions uh, have a tough one Friday night. You know, again, they had it was a really bad inning. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that now, but really just a bad inning in there. It was a two to two game. It was two to one. We homered, made it two two, and then we had the the inning where sometimes just the wheels kind of come off, and they and they came off there in in the fifth. Uh, but your your I thought your staff did a good job from that point coming in holding four consecutive zeros and really gave yourself an opportunity. I mean, you scored one in the eight, scored one in the ninth. You had some runners out there. Yep. You know, you're one or two hits away from from making this thing really tight there at the end and of the ballgame. Minimize a seven, the seven to three. You right. know, or I mean, I think in the first and second innings we had runners at third base with less than two outs and didn't get them in. You know, so if those are if those get in the sevens a three or a four and not a seven, well then you got a chance to win a game in the, in the ninth when you when you score there. 
Lions did have uh, five extra base hits in, in uh, Friday night's game. Uh, Gray Roulette and uh, Jude Hall both homered in this one. Peyton Woods, Jude Hall, and TJ Salvaggio uh, with doubles as well. And, and look, I was going to ask you about that. I, I think that was uh, something I, I know me personally as a fan was interested to see was who's going to run out there at shortstop uh, yeah. this weekend because I know that uh, Jake has played a lot of shortstop as well. Uh, TJ Returner at, at shortstop here. Uh, I guess talk about that decision and, and how that's working out with those two guys in the middle. Well, I think TJ's been really defending it, um, and and that's what we knew that that we needed to get our two best defenders there in the middle, and I, I think those are our two best defenders. And and TJ, um, I mean, I thought he swung the bat pretty good, you know, over the weekend. I don't, he didn't have a ton of hits to show for, it, but he runs the bases really well. Um, he, he scored a run there in, in the last game where he gets a dirt ball read. Uh, to second base. Then he has an in-betweener whether he can get the third base or not, and he scores on a sack fly. You know, I mean, that, those are things that don't really go in the box score that, that are winning baseball plays. You know, he does a really good job. We, we used to call it HWA, how to win awareness. Like, some guys have it. They just they know that awareness to win, you know. And um, he made some really nice plays. I think one up the middle um, he did a really good job of. So very happy the way he played. And, Jake, you know, if you watch the game, the games this weekend, that – that's Jake. I mean, he looks like he's playing backyard baseball. I mean, he's, he's catching it and throwing it from under his legs. And, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, I think he hit a ball to the moon with the wind blowing in. That would have been a, would have been a homer any other day. You know, I mean, he's, he's just a good baseball player and, and he don't run real good. He don't, he don't throw real good. He don't have a whole lot of power. He is a really good baseball player. Well, that's the kind of guys you want. Let's talk about Saturday. Uh, as certainly it was an opportunity to respond uh, after, after Friday night. I'm, I mean, uh, I'm sure you know in, in any you know anybody that's watching uh, college baseball or any sport you know you have a you drop your opener you're like uh oh you know what what are we gonna do here tomorrow and uh, and you come back out uh, and win the game two to nothing against Charlton State I thought you had a great start from Dakota Lee uh, and then Jackson Rodriguez and Lance Love finished this thing out and you shut them out and really at one point. Uh, you actually had 18 and a third scoreless innings at one point uh, this weekend as your pitching staff, uh, after that, after the seven runner on Friday, really put it together and pieced it together a nice weekend. Yeah, well, momentum in baseball is as good as the next starting pitcher. For sure. You know, I mean, that that's an old saying that's, that there's nothing more true. And and that we just needed Dakota Lee to be really good. Now, that's, that's easier said than done since he hadn't pitched in a couple of years, you know, and just so proud of him. I mean, car wreck and – yeah. Last year, and he he came to me before the inning or for the outing. Maybe it was the day before. He said I had a Facebook memory. I was learning how to walk again, you know. And then and we get to play baseball, you know. And it was neat to see him have that perspective there and and not not press, you know. And he came out, commanded the ball really good, really well. And um, you know, had again we struck early, you know. We had some good at bats early. We let their guys settle in a little bit, but like we said before, it's a really hard day to hit. Absolutely, yeah. It you was know? it was a uh, I'll tell you, there, there was a, a there was a good amount of fans that were there. I, I was one of them. It was uh, it, it was it was a little uncomfortable out there. I'm not sure I would have gone if I, <laughs> if, if Jay would have been okay with it. No, yeah. it, the uh, no that it was tough, you know. And I I I mean I think all weekend long, even the start of Sunday's game was cold, you yeah. know. And then it got nicer that day. But just the amount of fans we had all weekend, considering the conditions, was fantastic. I just appreciate them so much. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see, you know, Parker was kind of the, the one man wrecking crew. Yeah, he got it going there. for sure. You know, he scored a run and he got the big, the big RBI late to, to kind of make it a two run game. And again, two run felt like, like yeah, seven runs. Absolutely. You know, that day.
Absolutely. As the Lions scored one in the first, uh, I said that earlier, but this team actually scored in the first inning every game. And certainly when you could start fast, uh, that sets the tone for a game, especially after a game like Friday. You come back out Saturday, boom, score right in the first inning, go up one nothing, uh, give yourself confidence going in. Then you have a great start again. Dakota Lee was outstanding, four and two-thirds, only gave up a couple of hits, three strikeouts. Uh, you ran him up to about 75 pitches. Uh, I think 74 was the number. Uh, but I guess that was kind of the number to get him out of there, huh? And uh, and you came in there with Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, – to be honest, I probably would have liked to get him out more of 65, 68. But you did get, you have a number you this get, weekend? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the number is is that big of a deal. It's like with Stoop. I I was prepared to let Stoop go to 80, um, or around 80. But you know, that's what he had worked up to. But you know, it was such stressful innings. Yeah, there's different there's a different type of 80 and 60. Correct. No, 60 is more than the 80. No doubt, know? there's such stressful innings. And then on the other side, we were having long innings offensively. They had challenges and you know it just felt like you've been out there for two hours you know so that 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 was kind of went into the decision making of and we trust the guy behind him you know of, of us doing that dakota actually missed us missed an outing um so he was a little further behind he missed an outing with a little soreness in his, in his chest muscle um this this early spring so he was a little further behind and but you know when you get to four and two thirds that fifth in that you know trying to get the get win and and it's just kind of one of those things where we just couldn't do it any longer and we had the right you know, we had Jackson ready to go, and they had their good left-hander up, so it it worked out to where we had to do it. But I was uh, I was really impressed with his demeanor. Like he, for me, one thing I always talk about Dakota, he's very authentic. Like that's him, and yeah. he's him all the time. That that that's who he is. And I think the guys kind of feed off of that a little bit. I mean, he's got that he's got that loose demeanor up there. He's competitive but loose, and which is hard to hard to do. It's hard to have that. I mean. Um, Mike, our, our FCA chaplain, he, he calls it competitive maturity. You know, I think he's got that, you know, and I got to rein him back in sometimes, you know, I got to tell him, we got to tone it down a little bit, but he does have some of that competitive maturity that, that, um, that I think we're looking for that the team, that is, that his teammates kind of rally around. You talked about their, their good left-handed hitter. Uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, Chris Enriquez. He hit in the four hole for him, uh, had a, had a pretty good game there on Friday night, really shut him down the rest of the weekend. I want you know, one thing about. Uh, that I was excited to watch is I, one of the reasons I wanted to be at all the games this weekend was to, I want to see how you coach. I want to see what your staff did. I want to see, you know, what, what was going to look different. You know, I think that's, what's exciting. Anytime you have some change and you have something new. And uh, I, I was, I, I want to th- talk to you about, you know, you had a big shift on for him, you know, and that's something. So is that something that you do? I mean, do you believe in that? Obviously we saw it open weekend and, yeah. and, and, and shifted on defense. You'll see it a lot. I mean, you'll see it. You'll see it a lot more um, as we get more information on right. guys, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a ton on on their guys, um, but once we get in the conference and we've got a bunch of information on the returners from conference, then we'll have five or six weeks of, of information. You'll see it more. And I mean, there's a reason that the the big leagues banned it. You yeah. know, I mean, they want more offense. So if they're going to ban it to get more offense, that means that if you do it, they're going to get less offense. Now, college baseball, there's a little more bunting going on. There's, you know, you saw him try to bunt once. Not or as twice. much sample size. That's right. Not as much sample, but you saw him try to bunt once or twice, but. Like we knew that he was 0 for 4 like in his bunt attempts, and he's never gotten one foul. And we had that information from his previous two or three years of playing. So we were going to take that chance. Now, right. when he got to man on base, we kind of said, eh, we don't want to give him men in scoring position easy. You know, so there's there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, Spencer Goodwin is, is the guy that, that is responsible for that in our staff, and he he does a phenomenal. It's hard for us to get a hit in scrimmages because he knows exactly where to put against our guys. Well, there was a few times this week, uh, you know, we had guys play perfectly. I mean, yeah. you'd slide somebody over towards the bag and hit it right to them. So, I mean, and I, I would think as the more you play and, and the more data that's out there, 
uh, you're going to be able to use that more to your advantage as the year goes on as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, just in general, uh, how many how many ground balls to the third baseman have you seen a left-handed hitter hit? Right. Not a whole lot. Yeah. So there's really no reason to have him standing there if he can't bunt. <laughs> you know, so get him to a spot where he got gets gets some, got a better chance to get him out. Let's talk quickly about that about that ninth inning. Uh, Lance Love comes in and, and it, got, it got a little squirrely there. We're up two nothing. Kind of felt like we were in control the whole game. You look up, man. You know they have an opportunity here, and you 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 alluded to this earlier, but we had the big pickoff. Yeah. I, I talk about that call. What you saw, and uh, was that something called? Did they just do it on their own? But uh, that was certainly a big play in the game. I think it was first and second one out at that point, uh, and and we're up by two. Yeah. So I mean, I thought Lance's first five pitches were executed perfectly, and I mean he had really good stuff. Don't need to get in trouble nerd stuff, but really good movement on his fastball. The slider's always good. Uh, he got balled where I thought was a pretty good pitch that could have gone either way. Uh, and then he kind of got worked up a little bit and lost them, you know, and, and then, and then we get the punch out and we get first and second. We've been working on that play for a while now, that little pick play. And it was funny. I was standing next to whoever I was standing next to. And I said, let's see if this one's going to work. You know, and we, we get to press the little buttons on the, on the thing. We don't have to even do signals anymore. So we, we put it in and, and Lance is really athletic and Jake's an old guy, you know, so they, I felt comfortable with those two. You throw it in the center field. Now you got the time running score position, you know. Absolutely. And, and they were a really aggressive team. Like they they were really trying hard. They didn't steal a bunch of bases because we threw them out and picked them off early in the in the weekend. But they they want to run a bunch, and um, it's an easy way to stop it. Play catch and execute plays, you know, like we did. So it was it was nice to see us get that one done and, and let everybody just relax a little bit. You kind of exhaled, you know, oh, when, that, yeah. when that play that was that was a big play on the weekend. Right. You know, you talk about a few plays, you know, that that like you mentioned, you throw that ball in the outfield, they get a hit and we lose and you may lose the series, you That's know, right. but but you make the play and you win it and you, and you even this thing up. Lions win it 2 to nothing on Saturday. So obviously Sunday was a big one. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll break down that one as Southeastern looking to take their opening weekend of the year, uh, the opening series as they would have the rubber match on Sunday afternoon. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Menino's Pharmacy is a full-service retail pharmacy with specialties in compounding, IV therapy, hospice, and nursing home services. Menino's is a joint commission accredited pharmacy that offers personalized specialty medications and compounds, as well as medication synchronization and a variety of packaging options. Menino's Pharmacy accepts private insurance, Medicaid, and Medicare, and is located at 113 West Charles Street, Hammond, Louisiana, area code 70401. Well, here we are again, and uh, this is looking like a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. That's right, Ron. I mean, in one corner, we've got a 175-pound guy, and in the other, a 6,000-ton heavyweight train? Jim, this guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. Ron, the size difference alone is staggering. Oh, unbelievable, Jim. And this guy is acting like he doesn't have a care in the world. What is this guy thinking, Ron? This is one of those rare moments where I actually find myself uh, at a loss for words. I can hardly bear to watch. It's no contest. Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. Railroad tracks are more dangerous than you think. See tracks, think train. For more safety tips and information, visit seatrackstinktrain.org. All right, welcome back. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach 
Bobby Barbier here live at Wise Guys Daiquiris on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us as baseball's back here in Hammond. The Lions took two out of three this weekend against Tarleton State. Dropped the Friday night game, then one on Saturday, 2 nothing, Shut out the Texans and then turn around here on Sunday uh, and won 5-2. to two As uh, we'll break this one down for you. And, Coach, really, uh, you got to – I really – Probably the story of this game was Will Kinsler. I mean, he was outstanding. Uh, six innings out of the shoot, a one earned run, got through six innings, only through 65 pitches. I thought he was really efficient, got a lot of soft contact, especially early. And that's kind of what Will's done here uh, since he's been in Hammond. Uh, not a huge strikeout guy, right. uh, but just gets people out. And uh, that had to be a good sign for you running him out there on Sunday and getting that victory. Yeah, I mean, his, his changeup's elite, you know. So when he's commanding a fastball um, like he was, it, it just it puts so much doubt in their mind. You know, and it, it affects bat speed. It affects a lot of things. And he was he was great. And again, we needed him. You know, I mean, we needed him to go out there and be a senior. You know, and go yeah. go be the guy um, to get us deep into the game. Having you know, having had to use a lot of bullpen options early on. So he was uh, he was fantastic. Six innings, three hits, one earned run, one walk, one strikeout. Uh, again, yeah, he, he was good. Only 65 pitches through six innings, and the Lions uh, jumped out on top offensively in this one as well. Again, you scored in the first inning. You scored the first, the third, and the fourth, and you jump out 3 nothing in the first four innings. And just the way he was kind of cruising, just felt like you had the game in hand early. I know it would get a little dicey there at the end, and uh, certainly that's what happens, especially on opening weekend. Uh, but offensively, I thought Shea Thomas was outstanding in this one as well. Uh, he was two for three in this game, a couple of RBIs. He homered as well. Uh, really on a not a great day to hit. It was a little chilly out there, but I thought we had some guys that put together some nice at-bats. Michael Curry had a couple of hits in this one as well. Talk about offensively how you thought we swung it on uh, yesterday. I, th- I thought we swung it better than the five. You know, I, mean, I really did. I mean, seven. we got seven hits in five. I think minutes. we could have scored 10 or 12 runs. Yeah, I thought we swung it a lot better than that. I mean, I think we, we had some big spots where we, we hit some balls hard that, that didn't fall, and that's the game, right? I mean, that's that's the game. I, mean, I, I think if you look at um, the last two games, kind of our, our exit velocity, hard contact versus the other team. I think we won that one pretty, pretty handily, you know? So it's, um, it's just, that, but there's no, you can't complain about it. You yeah. know I mean? It, it's just, you're going to get cheap ones too. You're going to get calls go your way. You're going to calls not. It's just about coming and having those quality at bats every time and not, not letting that affect you. I mean, I would talk about Brome a little bit. I mean, he had, I think he had four for outs, you know, over the weekend and, and he had another couple hits. So, you know, if he lets that affect him, he starts pressing and doing things. Well, it's gonna it's gonna hurt our team. And he did a really good job of being mature and kept having good at bats. You walk seven times offensively in this one, so took your walk. Christian Garcia actually walked three times in this mm-hmm. one as well. But uh, but seven free passes uh, and turning some runs. And, and you only batted eight times because you didn't bat in the bottom of the ninth, and you scored five runs in five different innings. So you're putting pressure. It seemed like just about every inning offensively. Yeah, I mean, in the last two games we walked more and we struck out. Which when you walk more and you strike out, you're gonna yeah. win most. Well, we only struck out 16 times all weekend. I right. thought, I mean, for opening weekend, I thought that was pretty good, especially on a, on a weekend like this with the weather that it, like it was. No doubt, no doubt. I was I was proud. I was really proud just the fight we had with two strikes. I mean, I'm okay with some strikeouts when you fight and you see seven, eight, nine, ten pitches. Um, I think Shea Thomas, I think Gray Rowlett, I think, you know, some of those other guys that, that really, Parker Coley, that really got in those spots that, that fought really hard. You know, we, we hit the two double or one double play and then um, with bases loaded, another one yeah. that, that Parker beat out. So, you know, we had, sometimes you fight a little too hard and you, you have some, you know, weak contact, but it's a, um, it, it was nice to see that that, you know, what Coach Bush and Coach Duga have been, been preaching to these guys. You know, they come out and do it against somebody else. 
You talked about that uh, that play that Parker beat out. That ended up being a big play. You know, bases loaded, one out. Uh, they might have had some momentum there, and this was late in the game, but he was able to beat that thing out. Uh, they haven't, they even challenged it, went to review, but it, it held up. Uh, and just that, you know, running that hard 90, you got your free run there. No doubt. And that that's why having good athletes matters. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that, that's, um, that gets overlooked a lot because there, there's a lot of those, I mean, I think of Rollett's diving play, you know, with the sinking line drive against the wind. You know, I mean, having good athletes at those spots, you know, they 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 save you outs. They collect more outs. They, you know, I, mean, I don't know how many shortstops get to that ball that, that TJ got to up the middle with a man. You know, I mean, so things like that are are um, are are nice, to, a nice luxury to have. All right, let's talk about the back end, uh, the pitching staff in this one. Dalton Osbaum comes in an ending in the third. Uh, then you go to Carson Robin and Lakin Polk finishes this thing out. Talk about those guys a bit. Yeah, with well, Dalton, you know, Dalton was a little amped up, and you know, he actually pulled a, a muscle in his back that we tried to let him go out again, and it just, it just was bothering him pretty good. So he he didn't want to come out, but I could tell his velocity went down quite a bit um, when he went back out. But we made a big play there, you know. I mean, think of Parker, the the ball down the line where we throw him out at second base. I mean, that's a huge play in the game and, and something that gets overlooked sometimes. But I mean, he came up and threw a rocket there. Carson Robb's getting his first outing in the career. Nothing like putting him in a, a tight spot, you know. And um, and he, he did some good things, you know. He did some good things. He fought real hard. He got that last punch out for us. Again, kind of amped up, you know. Yeah. Ball was up in his own a little bit, you know, and and couldn't really get ahead in the count, but he. He uh he battled hard and, and he's gonna be a really really good one for us and then and then Lake and Polk he you know he came in and and and, and you know he had the one hit and and he had a close walk but he punched out three and and I thought he was in command like there's sometimes where you feel like they get base runners and you're 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 very fortunate to get out of it I felt like he was still in command of the game there even though he gave a couple base runners which was nice to see his body language was really good he was commanding the ball really well. Um, the left-handed hit. I mean, I thought the biggest at bat was the left-handed hitter to to start the inning. It's not really his forte, you know, to come in versus left-handed hitters, and and he punched him out. Pretty good left-handed hitter too, and that that kind of again it, it settled the game down a little bit. When you get that first out in the ninth, it it makes everybody's heart beat a little well, slower. There's a reason, you know, those last three are always the hardest to get, you know, and That's right. uh, and, and you know, and and you mentioned it, you know, in the in the eighth though, it gets a little tight, you know. I mean, they had a they had an opportunity there. We had the big punch out that that kind of. Uh, got us out of that that situation, but um, I thought your guys, other than the one inning on Friday, I thought when there was traffic, I thought they pitched pretty well with the traffic out there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think um, you know, when you get on a roll like we were on there for a while, you mentioned eighteen, eighteen the third, eighteen, you know, with with no runs. I mean, they get confident. You yeah. know, I mean, they they get and that you know, the weather makes you confident. Your your defense, there's a lot of things that get you confident. You know, and they they were commanding the ball really well and. Um, I, I was proud of the way we attacked the running game. I mentioned before that, that they really wanted to run. I mean, that was something they I, – I know I know their coaches. I know their personnel. Yeah. And I, that, that's something – that's how they want their offense. They don't have a whole lot of power, but they want to run that way. And we, we did a really good job of bottling that up pretty quick, you know, and throwing them out – I think, I think Connor O'Neill, he threw as good of a throw as I've seen in college baseball. The guy was safe, but it was unbelievable. We got it down there in 1-8-1, I think it was. So just having having those weapons um, to be able to control those things, we talk about winning in different ways. You got to be able to beat those teams that want to play that type of game, and I thought we did a really good job of keeping that under control. So the Lions went on Sunday. They take two out of three from Charlton State, and look, you know, in the grand scheme of the thing, this was three games. I mean, we got a long season. We got a lot to go, uh, a long way to go. A lot's going to happen in this season, but 
I mean, it had to feel good to go out there and have some success, win two out of three over an opening weekend. I mean, look, it's a new group. you got a lot of new players, new coaching staff. Uh, to have some to some validity, I guess, speak to you know things you've been saying. Hey, we go out there and, and it works, and, and we lose on Friday, but we come back and we win the, the last two. You win the series, and and you're one and zero on series, I guess, so far this year. I mean, it had to be nice to start the, the season that way. Yeah, I mean, it makes everybody feel a little better on Monday. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't like in our program, we don't ever talk about series, and I, I there are a lot of teams that do a bunch. Um, I know here we will, and in in the community we will. Yeah, and, for sure. You know that that thing, but. Um, we really try to individualize that thing, you know, because you can get – there's a whole lot of times we might get beat Friday and Saturday, and we can't win the series, but we still got to win Sunday. Yeah, you know, or there's a whole bunch of times where we, we got the series won when Sunday starts. But that game's important too, you know. So it's uh, um the way it works out when you lose the first one and win the next two, you feel pretty good about it, you know, on Monday. But it, it was not it – was, it was good to have some – some validity, like you said, and a re- reward for the boys that work so hard. You know, I mean, they work, been working their tails off for a long time, just like all the other sports here do. Um, and they, they, um, it, when you work that hard and you, and you get your teeth kicked in a little bit, it, it, it kind of starts making question some things. So it was really good to see them bounce back. Absolutely. So the Lions win two out of three this weekend against Charleston State. They'll now be on the road Wednesday night at South Alabama, then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to take on the Blazers of UAB in Birmingham. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get Coach to break those down for us, as we'll have more for you. We're here to, with you until 1 o'clock. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball, presented by Wise Guys Dacqueries on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Broadcasts on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network are made possible in part by Mealy Printing. Mealy Printing has served the North Shore, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge metro areas for over 32 years with an emphasis on meeting customer expectations and firm deadlines. Mealy Printing offers both digital and offset printing solutions and specializes in various types of marketing, statement, and variable data campaigns. Online at MealyPrinting.com, Mealy Printing proudly supports Southeastern Athletics and wishes the teams the best of luck this season. The answer is yes. So what's the question? I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also helped kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. All right, welcome back. Rolling right along. We're going to be with you till 1 o'clock here. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with Coach Bobby Barbier here, presented by Wise Guys Dacqueries. We're live at Wise Guys Dacqueries. We're going to be doing this every uh, Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock, 14372 West University Avenue, Beautiful new building and facility here. Come out and, and see us here on Mondays as Southeastern took two out of three against Tarleton State, dropped the game Friday, then won Saturday and Sunday to take their opening series of the season. And now they go on the road uh, Wednesday night at South Alabama, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at UAB. And 
Coach, I know South Alabama, they played in a, like a tournament this week. I think they're playing actually as we speak. Uh, they went there at the 3-0 at this point. Uh, always a good program, uh, good ballpark over there in Mobile. Uh, talk about the Jaguars and, and what's kind of the plan on Wednesday night. I know you were you were talking uh, earlier about maybe some guys that, that we saw in relief uh, have a bigger, expanded, more expanded role uh, against South Alabama or, or in the midweek uh, this week against uh, against the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I would imagine we see a bunch of guys on Wednesday. Um, they uh, Mark does a great job, Calvi. They they built something over there and yeah. should be kind of the mid-major um, – you know, that that's what you want to be like. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they have good program every year. Uh, we actually played them last year, and they were a little down last year. We played them when I was at Northwestern last year, and they're going to run out a couple couple guys that might get drafted in the top two or three rounds on top of the lineup. They got a couple of really good left-handed hitters that are that – are, um, Seems like they always do. They, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? And yeah. that that's one thing at, at this level. The position players, you're, you can, you're able to get some prospects, you know. I mean, and, and they got a really good spot and a really good – you know, I mean, they got some good things going for them. Um, so it'll be tough for us, but it'll be good to see. We'll probably see a couple other guys that we didn't see this weekend, you know, that'll, that'll get their chance. And, um, but yeah, I plan on throwing a lot of guys and, you know, just to have a, a full bullpen ready for, um, for the weekend. No, cause they're in that tournament since instead of it being a Tuesday night, this is a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to go on to UAB. You're going to come home or are you going to just go straight no, to Birmingham? We're just gonna, we're just keep going to Birmingham. So, uh, so UAB this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day games. It looks like Friday at two o'clock. Uh, Saturday at two and Sunday at one, but I'll uh, talk about the uh, the Blazers a little bit. Yeah, I I don't know a ton, to be honest with you. Um, you know they went three, it, they went two and one this weekend. Two and one, Kennesaw beat State. Kennesaw, beat a good team. You know, I mean Kennesaw is always a good team. So I um, you know, we'll we'll kind of we'll do most of our our South Hour guys doing it right now. Um, and then that 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 Thursday after we'll do all of our our UAB work. There's a lot a lot that goes into it these days. We used to be able to. Better just call the coach that played him before, and they'd send us a scouting report. You know, we don't even do that anymore. I mean, we we get to watch all the at bats, and we get to do, you know, the the use all the websites that we pay subscriptions for and everything. Um, this is what you have to do nowadays. There's so much information out there. You can't have information overload. We don't we don't transfer it all to the boys, but for coaches, we got to be prepared and uh, and have those things. So again, South Alabama on Wednesday night, 6:30. Uh, first pitch uh, again. The Jaguars three and zero so far on the season. They're playing again right now. That game will be televised on ESPN Plus, or you can always listen right here on ninety point nine. The Lion. Uh, listen to the voice of the Lions, Damon Sunday, uh, and then Friday and Sunday's game the same way. ESPN Plus and ninety point nine uh, the radio. Sun- Saturday there will be no coverage unfortunately, but uh, you'll have to follow on the old Twitter machine or X or whatever you want to call it uh, as you'll keep up with your Lions. But an opportunity now for your team to go on the road uh, and-, and get away and. You know, and have a little bit of a, uh, you know, that that first road trip as as a team together. Yeah, I think um, when you go on the road, it kind of brings everybody together. You know, I mean, it, it kind of get away from everything and um, try to make them keep their cell phones down as much as they can. Um, but it it really does. It, That's got to be a challenge. It's a challenge. Challenge for me. So I know it's a challenge for them. Um, but it, it it really is a chance to to kind of come together a little bit um, as a group when you know you have more meals together you know you have you know you're in the hotel and especially with this trip where we're gonna be you know Wednesday to Sunday so yeah. it'll it'll be good you know I, I always take I take every healthy available player the first the first weekend and that's that's kind of how I've always done it I give I want to give um, you know it it's not easy being the guy that that doesn't get to play every day you yeah. know it's not hard it's not easy doing that and um, they deserve they deserve some a trip you know and and that's um it's uh it's something that we've always done and it's a thank you you know for all the work they put in since, since August 
Well, there you have it, scheduled for this weekend. And certainly, you know, as the year goes on, we'll know more about our uh, opponents, I guess, as you're going to kind of figure this thing out. That's one thing about baseball. You know, it's a lot of numbers and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of statistics. And uh, right now, after the the beginning of the season, you know, a short sample size uh, of our opponents at this point. So, and I know that's something you guys got to put together, you know, and and that's what's unique. And we were talking about this earlier, kind of with scout reports and shifts and all this, but you know, the, the velocity is a lot different. You know, the quality along again in the big leagues, you know, everybody's throwing 100. You know what I'm saying? They're all throwing 95. But in, in, uh, in Division One baseball, you know, the opponent matters sometimes and how there's uh, and how those players perform uh, against certain, like I said, velocities or arm angles or things of that nature. So we'll certainly uh, this coaching staff will put that together as the year goes on. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll get coaches' final thoughts and we'll say goodbye. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with Bobby Barbier, presented by Wise Guys Dacres on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Wise Guys Daiquiris is a proud location sponsor of the Bobby Barbier Radio Show. Now located at 14372 West University Avenue, Wise Guys Daiquiris offers a variety of daiquiris and beer, along with pizza and appetizers. Owned and operated by a Lion Baseball alum, you can also find Wise Guys Daiquiris serving up a selection at SLU home games at Pat Keneally Diamond at Alumni Field. Wise Guys Daiquiris, proud supporter of the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom. For helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student-athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. For everything about Southeastern athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net. Welcome back. Just a few minutes left to go here on our show. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, again, we do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock during the baseball season as uh, Inside Southeastern Baseball with Coach Bobby Barbier. It's presented, as always, by Wise Guys Daiquiris right here on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. I'm Alan Waddell. Uh, again, Southeastern won two out of three this past weekend against Tarleton State. They'll now be on the road, South Alabama on Wednesday, UAB Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Coach, kind of just got a couple of minutes left here. Is um, I guess give us your your kind of your final thoughts on this weekend as we put Tarleton State behind us and now look forward to the next four. I, I'm I I was really impressed with the atmosphere of the weather. I mean, I really was. Just the the people. I mean, um, the the support staff of of just making sure everything was was where it need to be when it need to be there. Um, it was it was really impressive. It was it was from from my seat. It was really impressive. Well, I just thank everybody that came out and everybody that had a hand in all that. Uh, the baseball, I, th- I thought was like I told you, the re- response was good. You know, and uh, it, we didn't we didn't start well, but we finished well. And and like I said, I think we, uh, offensively, I think I think we'll have a little more than than that. You know, moving forwards when the conditions get a little better to hit, um, and the way we want to play. So I was I was pleased. You know, I was pleased, and I and we we talked about as a team that the the start of the season is not the start. 
right? I mean, the start was August. That was a start. This yeah. is a new season in, in our journey, but it, it wasn't the start. And, and we got to look at it that way. And you look at it that way because the only way you can be consistent is to look at it that way. So I'm excited to see about where we're going to be on the road. You know, and we went on the road twice in the fall and played in two really nice yeah. stadiums and played well, you know. So I'm excited to see what that's going to bring and, and how the team kind of starts to, to gel together. And, and it's, you know, hopefully we'll keep rolling. Well, that's a that's something that's been new the last few years is that is that fall opportunity, and that's something I probably should have brought up last week. But that's a, a, I mean, that's a nice feature I think that's been added to the college game to be able to go play those games in the fall. Yeah, and we we had it great. You know, we went to um, Biloxi, their minor league park was beautiful. MGM, yeah, yeah, and we went there and, and played Sanford, played a good team, you know, and and then went to to Jackson and played Monroe, you know, Sun Belt team, Sanford Southern Conference, whether they're in, um, you know, very similar to us, you know, and I thought it was, it was good to see our guys face other arms that, that we didn't see every day, you know, and that's, and they get excited about playing somebody else and putting uniform on and all those things. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it at, we didn't do it every year at Northwestern. I think, I think here kind of in this location, I think we'll probably do it more yeah. often. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, about the atmosphere this weekend and certainly the weather was, was tough, but I got to ask you personally, you know, you've coached at this, this ballpark a lot, but in a different dugout this time, you know, how, how was that? It was different, <laughs> no doubt about it. It was, it was different. I, we we had a long discussion discussion before the game about where to stand, you know, because these dugouts are a little different. They're right on top. Yeah, of Yeah, you. you're you're on the plate. Yeah. And I think the first first inning we had a ball whiz by my head, um, you know. So hopefully we got the ambulance close. But it was uh, I don't move quite like I used to, but it was uh, it was it was good. It really was. It was um, the new facility is all different in the world. Being able to come out from my office yeah. right there and. And right down. And the players the are in. And the play players are in. Yeah, I mean, it's we were in all weekend, so it was um, that that's a game changer for us. Yeah, and you know, just a couple of other things about the ballpark. If you didn't have a chance to come this weekend, if maybe it was a little too cold for you, or too rainy on Friday night, uh, was the fact that uh, you know everybody now enters down on the right field line. So that's something that's different this year. If you didn't come to the ballpark this weekend, as uh, in in the past you would come down, you know, kind of behind home plate and enter the game. Well, now the new ticket booth and the new entrance is down there, so you'll enter right there. They have the beer and daiquiri booth right there as well as a, a permanent facility now instead of a tent or a trailer like it used to be. Uh, so that's certainly something nice. They had the taco stand down there. They had a lot of good things going on at the baseball yep. uh, park, and that's one thing that our staff – uh, the administration has done a really good job of here is creating a, a game day atmosphere uh, for all of our sports, but really especially baseball. I mean, baseball has turned into such an event here in Hammond. I thought our crowd showed up, especially Friday night, as uh, it was a little. It's crazy to say that it was a little more comfortable in in the in the rain as than maybe Saturday and Sunday with the wind and the cold. Uh, but certainly want to thank everybody who came out, and we have some great matchups here uh, in Hammond this year. Uh, so one thing that, that came out today is I think they're selling single game tickets for the for the LSU game that launched today. So if you want to buy single game tickets, you can do that uh, on linesports.net. You can uh, navigate right there and find those uh, those webs. I mean, sorry, find those tickets as well. So that's a single game opportunity. But some other big games as well that will happen right here in Hammond. Uh, still not too late to get some tickets to come on out. But it's getting tight in there. I tell you, there's uh, tickets are hard to come by. I know I've, I'm getting texts and stuff every day is, hey, I need tickets to the game. Dan. I need tickets to the game tonight. So we certainly want to have as many people there. As we can. Well, Coach, just a couple of minutes left. Give us your final thoughts of the week as we uh, turn the page to next week. Yeah, just um, be good to get on the road. You know, be good to get on the road. Go play somebody really good opponent at their um, at their park, and then head on to another good opponent. And um, you know, like I said, be Kennesaw State two out of three, who's normally a really good team. So it'll be good to to see you know 
when the ball moves a little bit faster, you know, and that that's uh, see how you react, you know. When the ball is a little faster off the bat, a little faster off the mound, um, you know, guys a little faster down the line. So it'll it'll be good to see kind of how we stack up against those guys and how we attack it, you know, and 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 how we go get it. And uh, are we going to sit back or are we going to attack the game like we have been the last two games? All right, well, let's uh, run through the schedule one more time, and then we'll say goodbye. Wednesday night, Southeastern is going to take on South Alabama, a 6:30 first pitch. Uh, they'll take on the Jaguars. That game is going to be televised on ESPN Plus, or you can always listen right here on 90.9 The Lion with the voice of the Lions, Damon Sunday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, make sure you listen to these game times. Friday and Saturday are both at 2 o'clock. Sunday's at 1 o'clock. Friday and Sunday will be covered on television and the radio. Saturday, no coverage. Um, so uh, you'll have to follow on social media. I want to thank Wise Guys Dacrys for being our host here today, and we're going to be here every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. 14372 West University Avenue. This has been Inside Southeastern Baseball. For Coach Bobby Barbier, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time right here. Line up, everybody. Broadcasts on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network are a product of Lion Sport Properties. For more information on how you can support future broadcasts, contact Lion Sport Properties at area code 985-549-5570.